0: Hello, Michael. How are you doing? And welcome to uh, welcome to this show. So uh, I'd like to also welcome the the listeners to this podcast as well. And uh, this will be going out live on Ross Sports View later on this evening. Yeah. So uh, some results there over the weekend um, in the Pro Fourteen, and Munster had a had a good win had a good win in their game, but not so not so lucky for Connacht this weekend. Last weekend.
1: No, no, it was uh, a disappointing result, uh, disappointing performance, really. At large, losing heavily to the Cardiff Blues uh, by twenty-nine points to seven. Now, uh, of course, it, it was uh, they'll view it as an opportunity spurn They would have seen it as a as a chance to build on points. Uh, but of course, it must be remembered as well, while the performance wasn't the best, that it, well, I was re- reading reports after the game that. Uh, Due to COVID, well, Connacht decided to travel over on the day of the match rather than go the night before, as what's well the normal procedure. Now, it definitely looked as if the as, as if the jet lag and the travel took its toll. And what's further testimony to that is that uh, that Connacht uh, didn't score in the in the first half at all. So definitely tiredness looks to, looks to played a part there because they did eventually manage some points in the in the second half. But definitely, I, I if it's, it was reported after the game that those are the travel arrangements, and I would wouldn't surprise me looking at looking at the performance because uh, I thought that Connacht under normal circumstances would have play would have played even better. Uh, but I think that's if true is just a further sign of the strange times we're living in.
0: That's it because I mean you know Connacht haven't been doing too bad lately so. Uh... You know, I, I suppose you could attribute that uh, the the bad performance um, to the result, really, because not because they've been doing they've been doing well enough in the last couple of weeks, haven't they?
1: Well, uh, we've only seen two rounds. Uh, they got off to a good start in 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 the first round. Uh, like they they won their first match. But uh, having said that, they... They, they're, they're stronger tests yet to come. So I suppose it's, it's too early to, to judge how they're doing just yet because they, it's very early days. Like, albeit they beat the Glasgow Warriors convincingly on the first day, but the Glasgow Warriors aren't the force that they once were. A couple of years ago, they were they were one of the biggest sizes of competition. That's no longer the case, so it's just difficult really to judge. We've we've only seen two rounds. Connacht this year have targeted a top two finish, and they, they we look well. They look to win ninety percent of their home games if they're to achieve that. And Andy Friend has been pretty vocal about that. So they'll be hope that they'll be they'll be returning now to home soil pretty pretty soon, and there there'll be no travel travel difficulties there. So Connacht need to build. On their impressive start to the home form that they showed against the Glasgow Warriors, and if they do that, and if they get that top two finished, then, then I suppose we we will see progress. But it's it's too early to judge yet at this point in time.
0: That's it. I suppose really in, in, in any sport, it takes a while to big up to build up momentum and to kind of get that run of results that, that can get you know that can give it bring give you a winning run and a, I suppose a successful season.
1: Yes, you know, just uh, success isn't, you know, it is not going to happen overnight. And I suppose uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. And of course, uh, connective, you know, they've had to, with uh, various different, uh, various different kinds of uh, adversity lately, like uh, they have, did they, they had the, the, the travel, the travel difficulties was one thing, but then and but then on top of that, like you know, just uh, having having to do without uh, key players like uh, Finley, like uh, going in the during the game, Finley Bealham going off injured, that that was that wasn't a help at all. Uh, he was he, he was a, a loss for Connacht, and of course. They've had uh, they've had their v- v- various uh, absent absentees or among the among the big among the big names as well. So yeah, so they're 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 without, uh, they're without they they're without certain players. Which uh, absenteeism isn't is is a drilling is isn't really helping. So we'll have to just see how we go.
0: That's it, and I suppose on a more positive note, um, a good win for uh, for Munster over the weekend
1: yeah look they got the job done uh they got they got the win you know, the, on one level, you know, uh, people who are the optimists out there, they will say that you know, Monster two wins from two. But I think that uh, it's papering over a lot of cracks in in many ways because, well, it's good on one level that Monster are coming back from losing positions. We've seen them come back uh, in style against the Scarlets, and we they needed a, a convert to try to win the game last weekend, and they got that ultimately. So. It's a, it's, it's, it's good. It shows that they're resilient and that they have character. However, the, the fact that they're getting into these positions in the first place is a concern. And it's, and it, and it, and it definitely will have, and it definitely will have to be looked at. And at times, you know, like the, well, the, so, so the they, they the definitely, the victories are impressive, but the performances, the, the performances require a bit of work. So, uh, there's a there's a there's a good start being made. So it's a case of a lot done, but a lot more to do as well. That's
0: it. And we were talking last week about uh, one of the one of the lads from the Ireland under twenties uh, was playing for uh, Munster last week. Uh, was he was he playing over the weekend for Munster this weekend or last weekend? Which led oh I thought there was another there was a oh no I'm thinking of another
1: one of the other teams well yeah well there was there was one of them playing like you Craig you've like it depends if you mean Jack Crowley or wasn't playing Craig Casey was so was it Craig Casey you were referring to yeah yeah that's
0: right
1: and uh, Craig Casey was man of the match he was outstanding now it has to be said he was a good carrier of the ball a good runner of the ball a good kicker of the ball he he gave uh, a very impressive di- display now uh, it's it's good to well Craig Casey has been showing signs of promise at uh, at underage level and for the Ireland under 20s so here's hoping he'll continue to reproduce that and uh Ben Healy of course who was kicked with the hero with the 51 metre kick to win it against the Scarlets he of course as well as kicked 20 points uh, last week I think he only missed one kick as well but uh, the two of them have made solid starts now to the Guinness Pro 14 but uh, as I said uh, I, I wouldn't be getting too carried away just yet there's bigger tests to come it's a long way away yet so they've made a good start but it's we can't count our chickens until they hatch just yet
0: that's it because I I suppose they're, they're still only young, but I, I suppose it, it, it's a good positive for Munster that uh, you know they have they have uh, two lads like that that um, you know that that are are looking that they're looking good for the future for for the senior team. So that that's kind of good. And uh, moving on to Leinster's form over the weekend, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Leinster um, they got again got the win, but the performance uh, wasn't uh, uh, the, uh, their all time best. Well. Uh, They'll be impressed with scoring 37 points, but they won't be happy with conceding with uh, 25 points and conceding three tries. Now, I suppose then again, I suppose we, Leinster, we have have seen them um, put in performances that are just off the charts at times that... uh, we tend to hold them to a very high standard and if they don't reach that, then we tend to be a bit critical of them. So I suppose you can't be at full capacity either in every game. So Leo cullen look won't be ill, you know, he will say they come out there, they got the job done. OK, there's a bit still to be worked on. They'll try working it in training. Try keep themselves grounded and try building into the future. But I think this uh, Leinster, how you know they're well capable of building it into the future and rediscovering the heights of the recent past. Now, the thing for Ulster for Leinster here that will concern them the most is uh, injuries, um, and it will be concerning from an Irish point of view as well because. Yeah, ja, ja, Jordan Lamer looks at uh, miss the entire um, autumn campaign, the remaining Six Nations matches, and the Autumn Nations Cup uh, because he's a severe shoulder injury. As uh, Max Deegan is facing a, a lengthy spell in the in the treatment table as well. No measure, mention of him coming back just yet. And the same with Tyg Furlong. Now, Leinster, we I spoke about it on this podcast before. You know, have phenomenal strength and depth, so they're, 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 they can cope with him. Like they won't be impact impacted by it, but they would prefer to have a full deck of cards to choose from. And they would prefer to have, uh, to have it, especially with the, you know, they'll be open to have him back because the Champions Cup is restarting again back in December. Uh, so they, 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 they'll want him for, for the bigger test and they'll want him to make a soon recovery. I think the team that will be most worried about it is Ireland, Ireland will be most worried about the, the injury the injury concerns because we could do with all of those players for the Autumn Nations Cup and the, and the Six Nations. But I, I suppose that's another discussion in itself. Leinster, not their best performance, judging by the phenomenal standards they have set, but they'll be happy to have got the job done all the same. Well, I suppose no
0: matter how good the team is, I suppose it's kind of like Liverpool last season, you know, they, they bombed through two through three quarters of the season, unbe uh, kind of unbeaten, and next thing like the COVID came, and well, they they, bet, they were bet by Watford, and then the you, you know they came back, and they were a small bit rusty. Then it's kind of like that. You no, know, I suppose even even the best teams can kind of struggle in certain matches, but I suppose the, the important thing is the is the win. But yeah, it, you know, Jordan Lammer will be will be a huge loss considering what he can bring to the team, and both
1: for the for Leinster and and um, Ireland. Yes, uh, he he will be a loss, all right. Um, yeah, the de- de- definitely, you know, I think uh, I think with Leinster, I think for oddly enough, are, are better able to cope uh, with his uh, absence more so than Ireland are at the minute. Um, def- definitely with Keith Earls being out injured as, as well, like that's Keith Earls gone and Jordan Lammer gone. That's uh, Two uh, high quality players uh, on the wings gone, and uh, definitely with Rob Kearney retiring now, and uh, there's talk that uh, Andrew Conway will they will they deploy him on the wings or will they deploy him at full back? You know, they, they, But either way, it creates a vacancy and, of course, that will open up a big discussion as to who will fill that vacancy. So uh, it's it's definitely going to be a blow for Ireland because they would prefer to have all those players available. But sure, look, we are where we are. So Andy Farrell will just have to try find a way around that. So I think uh, Ireland are going to be more impacted by his absence than Leinster are. That's it. And lo- looking at...
0: Um... Conway, I suppose, you, you, we mentioned there are two, two positions there. Where would you see that, that um, you know, if he played, what position would is best for him that would uh, get the most out of the talent that he has?
1: Well, I, I suppose I'd be trying to, cons- it's a balancing act really, trying to get the most out of him, but also trying to ensure that Ireland are well-placed to win the matches. I suppose uh, I, if you're to try and marry the two together, uh, I'd, I'd probably be suggesting him on the wing because, at the, well, unless I'm missing something here now, he seems to be our best option on the wing because, uh, well, Jordan Lammer has been talked about as, as played full-back in the past, but he has had aerial weaknesses, which has been exposed recently by Saracens and by Munster to a lesser extent. As well as that, then... Uh, uh, Robbie Henshaw was tried there at the full back spot in the England and Ireland Six Nations game last year and it didn't work out well for him. Rob Kearney's retired, so that's him ruled out. So at this point in time, you know, considering, you know, there's a couple of other players that I'm probably not mentioning that are out through injury as well. So at this point in time I think that uh, Andrew Conway, while he's might be traditionally regarded as a ringer, I think he can play the full ba- the full back spot and he's the probably the best option we have at the minute.
0: And I suppose really what position he, he's good at probably depends on the opposition on a given day as to where to play him and I suppose who he's on and things like that. That that might be a factor in this as well, would it?
1: yes to an extent to an extent but uh, in most matches anyway uh, in most matches whether it be the six nations or the autumn nations cup uh, i i would think that he that he would probably be our best option in that position of course that's factoring in as well the fact that uh, simon zebo for me would be a fantastic option but the rules are that if you're playing overseas, that you're you're not going to be in contention. So we've got to work with what he have, and if we've to do that, then I think it's going to be Andrew Conway wearing the number fifteen shirt.
0: Yeah, that that's a shame. Maybe that that could be a rule that maybe the IRFU can uh, look at and maybe uh, change. Because I mean, if if we had if we had uh, Simon Zebo, he'd be a huge he'd be a huge plus for Ireland as well, wouldn't he?
1: He certainly would because he is, for me, is the best. If you, uh, in terms of talent, he is the best player we have in that position. You could say the same as well about um, Dunika Ryan, who is with uh, he, the, the board of them are with all going well in a, in action for racing in the Champions Cup final weekend. Uh, Dunica Ryan at the moment is just is just playing unbelievable stuff in the second row for racing, and he's lighting up the Champions Cup there. So that's that's two big players that are playing overseas that are big losses to Ireland at this point. So, yeah, so look, to, look to, you know, I don't know necessarily if I agree with the rules or not, but those are the rules. So in doing so, we're missing out on uh, two big players there.
0: That's it. And I suppose finally moving on to, to Ulster. They have some very good players at the moment. And, uh, you know, that's... It's going to be interesting to see how they get on. But uh, what are your thoughts on their performance over the weekend?
1: By and large, it was good. You know, they got the win, twenty four points to twelve against the Ospreys. Um, but it's uh, it's, it's it, it overall, when you look at it, it was a it, it was a good performance. But. Um, Marcel Coetzee was uh, was outstanding in in the number eight chart. Marcel Coetzee was uh, he was among the tries the, the try scores. Jacob Stockdale look uh, look uh, Jacob Stockdale and John Cooney looked um, to have recovered some of their form, but their bigger tests ahead. So I wouldn't um, be I wouldn't be uh, getting too carried away with it just yet. The big The blot and the copy book here, I suppose, uh, what is uh, the dark lining on on what is a a golden cloud is that uh, Ian Henderson got red carded. So that's going to result in a suspension for Ian Henderson and he'll be missing for a couple of games. And he's their captain. So that was the big concern there from an Ulster point of view. But the performance as a whole was quite good.
0: That's it. Well, it's it's going to be... uh... It's going to be very interesting because now we've, we're uh, looking ahead to the Champions Cup final.
1: Yes, uh, that's uh, going ahead uh, this weekend. Uh, Exeter and Racing—that's uh, that, going ahead on Saturday. Kickoff is a quarter to five between Exeter and Racing. Now, of course, uh, Racing for me were a, a, a side that uh, just uh, played that played excellent rugby, and I've uh, really enjoyed watching them play. But of course, they were rocked recently with the news that said there was about nine COVID cases in their team. Now they still had to go out and play in the top, the top 14 in France in spite of it. But uh, I don't, I, as I said, I don't know what the, the COVID situation is there now, what players are actually missing. But uh, it, it definitely will, I suppose, whatever about taken from key personnel would, would be a disruption in terms of uh, momentum and in terms of preparation. So. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with that because they're going up against an Exeter side here that are there on merit. Exeter have been outstanding, really, to say the least. And uh, their performance in dismantling Toulouse, like we saw how good Toulouse were when they were too strong for Ulster. Exeter only went on, took them on, albeit they were, they were boosted by home advantage there at uh, Sandy Park. But having said that, you know, the, Exeter play. Exeter played outstanding rugby, and I'd be pretty certain that uh, that they're going to that they're going to be up for this game. You know, they're they're flying it as well in the Premiership across the water uh, at the moment in England. And so far, you know, we see we they went into their knockout stages as second seeds in the Champions Cup. And they're going to be a formidable opposition. Uh, if it, it, for me, uh, as I said, we've uh, we've two teams with serious firepower. You know, the racing backs are. You know, the likes of Teddy Toma and Juan Imhoff are explosive try scores, on their day. and they they rank very high as well in terms of defenders beaten and line breaks. And their 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 backs are their backs are a formidable outfit for anybody. And. Both sides have some quality players on show. It's not there's not going to be much in it if you ask me. I think a lot of it depends for me personally. Like you know, Racing will of course be I'd be anxious to make amends this time. They've been in a few finals recently, and they've lost. They've I think they've lost two or three finals now in the last couple of years. So the Racing are going into this game. You know, they've had the disruptions as a result of COVID and nine cases and, and nine K positive cases. But also now there is a monkey on their back that uh, they haven't produced in finals. Now, of course, it must be remembered that the last time against Leinster they were very unlucky that they could and possibly should have won that game. If they can cope with uh, the COVID, kid, the, the the disruption caused by COVID within their side, they could well bring home the Heineken Champions Cup for the first time. If, however, that unsettles them a bit, then the Champions Cup could be heading back to England, except this time to Exeter instead of Saracens. That's it,
0: but it, it's... Uh... It's it's all set up for for a very intriguing game. So, um, well, thanks very much for doing it for uh, taking the time out to do rugby view with us today, and we look forward to looking back on that final next week.
1: Yes, Aidan, uh, we're looking forward to it indeed talk to you then.
0: No problem, and enjoy the Ireland match. I'm I'm here in the studio at the moment, so enjoy the Ireland match, and hopefully, hopefully, they can get a get a win and get get Stephen Kenny off to a off to a winning start.
1: Please, God, yes, hoping for the first win of the Stephen Kenny era.
0: That's it. Okay, no problem. Thanks very much for that and we'll talk to you next week, Michael. See you, Aiden. No problem. Thanks, bye. And that was uh, Michael Cook, our rugby analyst.